show number 118 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek. Did you hear something? I think I heard Bill yell Khan. <gasps> I wouldn't be surprised if that had echoed out to the end of space and bounced back and is just getting here now. I think so. I think that's yeah. what I heard. Well, you know how Bill's um, album has been inspired a um, ballet. Yes. His Gungle Scream ballet. of Khan has inspired artwork as well. <laughs> and I just joined this Facebook group uh, called The Art of Khan. <laughs> and what it is, is it's people doing photoshops. <laughs> <laughs> where they've taken like, in this case, it's an excellent one of the Lincoln Memorial. Yes. And they've made it Bill's eyes and, and his mouth. That is perfect. <laughs> That, that really is just the most perfect thing in the world. Isn't and, you know, it's kind of helped by the fact that Lincoln has one hand sort of in a fist. <laughs> this so he true. looks a little angry, a little bit angry. Yes, and so, you know, people have been submitting oh. uh, photos, and there are a couple I, I really do need to show you. <laughs> Marilyn Monroe with her skirt blowing up. Yeah, and, and looking very, very angry. They, some of these just totally, totally cracked me up. Those are good. Those um, are very, very good. Yeah, there's a there's a rock singer. There's him with Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis. What's this one? I can't figure out what that one is. Oh, oh my goodness! It's some really ugly, bloody like rock drag act or something. Oh, that's really strange. Yeah, that even... one I didn't didn't care for that much, but um, I like Frank Sinatra there. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, there's a. Uh, Oh, look, someone did one like the Obama poster. That's yes, awesome. which I think is wonderful. And I also love the one of him as a maestro with a baton. Because <laughs> I have seen maestros making that, that face. And um, the, uh, what's his name? Phil Spector. Oh, that's good. That, that is really good. These are, oh, there's a Tron one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you know, they, they're just really clever people having having fun with it, yeah. you know. A lot of them are the the. the iconic picture of Shatner in the uh -huh. midst of Screaming Con and people have put hats on him, they've put mustaches and beards on him. Somebody put a mask like Robin on yeah. him or Pirate. He's got an eye patch. Oh now these are new ones. Here he is with piece of birthday cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a Jesus one. Yeah, oh, so you good. know, um good work, oh. Art of Con. And uh I assume I will be getting updates from this Facebook group when I more like people that. add yeah, things, so. I like that Facebook group. I approve. I give that the stamp of approval. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay, now, from the very serious topic of con art. Con art. Con art. <laughs> <laughs> to uh, the not-so-serious topic, oh. which we haven't visited in a very long we time. We have. It's, it's time. It's time. It's definitely It's time, time for bad fanfic. Bad fanfic. And this is some of the worst fanfic in the world. Oh, yeah. Um. We want to revisit this with our friend, our good friend, Andrew Troy Keller. Yay! You will remember Andrew Troy Keller as the one who wrote that amazing uh, line about, but that was before five months later. Yes. <laughs> Among it's other things. Responsible for, for um, here you go. Sorry. Responsible for classic fanfics such as Kirok and Miramani. That's right with the most erotic thing that the tribe had ever, ever seen. 
So we had observed before that Andrew Troy Keller basically has one story that he writes over and over and over again, and he just puts different people in there. Mm -hmm. And he's written Star Trek. He's written just about every TV show that's ever been on. Yep. So this story was posted um, in 2008, and he's now been reduced to writing Josie and the Pussycats porn. <laughs> That's who this story features. Oh, okay, because you read me a little bit earlier, and I didn't know who the, the, I mean. Well, there are other people in this story. Okay, but so, I know the name of none of the Pussycats, well, so I, I didn't, so didn't know. So you obviously have read the thing so, at the top that says Josie and I'm, the Pussycats. This, this is the, the summary at the top. It's Josie and the Pussycats plus behind the music. Okay. Um, okay. So it stars Alexandra Cabot, who I don't know who that is. Tommy Lee, I know who that is. And Pamela Anderson Lee. Maybe Alexandra Cabot is one of the um, Josie and the Pussycats. Alexander or Alexandra? Alexandra. Girl. Okay. I don't know. Um, and then there's a whole bunch of things in here um, about who everybody belongs to, all the disclaimers. Uh, it, you know. Josie and the Pussycats belong to Dan DiCarlo, Joe Ruby, Ken Spears, Archie Comics, and Hanna-Barbera Productions. Thanks for that. Yeah. And then it says warnings. Voyeurism, strong language, drug use, female solo sex, male solo sex, female female sex, male female sex. But he doesn't have any dedications. <laughs> but read Aww. what it says. Dedications. None so far. <laughs> That's so sad. So, so is he going to, like, dedicate... His entire life's work to Mr. or Ms. Wright when he encounters them? I don't know. Go back and have to fix all this? I will also say, for the record, that he has the same email address as he did when we were reading his stuff, uh, how many years ago? 12 10 years? or 15? Something yeah, like that. Somewhere and it's in an there. AOL account. It just <laughs> makes me laugh. Which is probably the reason uh, that... AOL stock is in the toilet is it has one user left and it's <laughs> Andrew <laughs> Troy Calder. I don't know. I imagine him sitting in his living room, you know, with like cans of Mountain Dew around and he's on dial-up still. <laughs> you know, with yeah. his modem clinking away. But thank there. God for dial-up because otherwise he'd be doing smoke signals and we'd never know about it's it. It's true. So um, the plot of this story is basically that people have sex. There is no plot other than that. But I'd like to read some of it because yeah. it's so good. Um, here's the first paragraph, and it's all one sentence. I'm going to need to take some breaths as I go through it because I can't read the whole thing. So, <gasps> it had all began during the late morning hours of the eighth day of the month of July inside a hotel suite within the city of Los Angeles, California, which was where a young and beautiful raven-haired female, whose name happens to be Alexandra Cabot, had just woken herself up from a sound sleep, but with a large headache, which had caused her to place her hand on her forehead and sit herself up just in time for her to discover that she had slept bare-ass naked and there was a tattoo on her right arm of a bouquet of roses that were tied together by a yellow ribbon with the words born to raise hell on it, which had caused a shocked Alexandra to place her hands on top of her head and thought top of her head and thought to herself holy fucking shit how the fucking hell did i allow this to happen and i'll point out that holy and holy fucking shit is spelled w-h-o-l-l-y well he doesn't want to blaspheme it's true <laughs> so, so it's like entirely fucking shit it was just completely and i'm not quite sure where her hands ended up because first she put her hands on her forehead but then she put her hands on top of her head so maybe she has three hands i don't know that would be interesting yeah so um, then some stuff happens, and um, 
But the best thing... As usually occurs in the best stories. Yeah, but there's a lot of eyes turning and, and weird passive Yeah, everything's things. disembodied yeah. in an, uh, Andrew Lloyd, Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber's story. <laughs> but then we get these two paragraphs. That was before a young and handsome blonde male with a small bunch of luggage in his muscular arms known as Alan M. Mayberry had stepped into the room and was followed by the lead singer and her two fellow band members, a beautiful African-American maiden named Valerie Brown and a ditzy blonde babe named Melody Jones who had looked at the two Cabot siblings and asked, but if we drop it, then who should be the one to pick it up? That was before Alexandra's mind had flashed itself forward to the night of the concert at the local music hall. I just got whiplash. <laughs> where Josie and the Pussycats had allowed themselves to perform with the, <laughs> with the hottest heavy metal band in rock history known as Motley Crue. And each and every rock music fan who were in attendance were letting out a barrage of cheers and applause and having a wonderful time. You know, I but just, that was before. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just got to point out that I bet performing with Josie and the Pussycats is... Motley Crue's wet dream. I think you're right. Okay, so what was that also before? But that was before <laughs> a really bitchy Alexandra had turned his jealous eyes toward the stage, but Alexandra's a woman, so I don't get that, to watch her strawberry blonde rival singing her heart out that the raven-haired maiden had thought to herself, Ten to one odds, it was all Josie's fault that we were late getting to that fucking hotel. Well, Josie, if you want the spotlight, spotlight all to your fucking self, you could have it, bitch, I quit. <laughs> okay, you know what? Yeah. I have just discovered Andrew Torkeller's secret. Uh-huh. Remember the Klingon keyboard from the last show? Uh-huh. This is what happens when you <laughs> use it. <laughs> and it has classic lines like, um, she was able to experience the one thing that is known as pure and untamed sexual pleasure, and she was enjoying every minute of it. And it also has one of Andrew Troy Keller's famous metaphors for orgasm, which are getting lamer and lamer. <laughs> and then, after the three newfound bisexual lovers had started moving themselves harder and faster, and their love... <laughs> and their lovemaking has finally arrived in town for its latest concert tour... God. <laughs> oh, oh dear man oh my goodness so it's very short i'm not going to read the whole thing because it's just awful but um, <laughs> i'll put a link there in case you want to read it um, and there are people in here who i don't know who they are and um yeah i want to ask you a question oh can i just read this one line because sure this is just so erotic not um <laughs> Tommy had placed his stone-hard dick inside his beloved wife's asshole. Oh, that! <laughs> the juxtaposition of this thing. Anyway, yes, you were saying. No. <laughs> Given the similarity of names, uh -huh. do you think this is Andrew Lloyd Webber's pen name, Nom de Net? Has he ever written Phantom of the Opera oh. fanfic, or has he avoided that knowing it would give him away? Phantom of the Opera? Yeah. Um, and oh. then the Phantom stuck his rock-hard <laughs> dick inside his beloved singer's asshole. asshole. Oh, God. After, but that was before, but after that. the chandelier had fallen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then the very last paragraph. That was before Alexandra's <laughs> mind had flashed itself back to the present. <laughs> 
sentences and I become unstuck in time. Now I'm just <laughs> wandering around. I don't know where I am or how. Oh. Well, the scary thing is, I think if you read too much of this, you would start to lose your ability with the English language. Totally. As far as like, it's like when you read too many Dr. Seuss books to a kid. Yeah. You start talking, talking like, you know, ba-bomb, 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 ba-bomb. Making up words. Yes. That was before Alexandra's mind had flashed itself back to the present. What? <laughs> I, woo. But that was before five months later. Yeah. So um, there you go. There you go. He's written more stuff too. Um, oh God, yes, he's written hundreds of stories. And he continues to write. This is very recent. This is from two thousand eight. Wow. Um, so I would say, if you want a good laugh, go ahead and read some of this stuff. But it's amusing. I'm going to ask you. Yes. Or whoever does, you know, goes to read this. Do not write to him and send him nasty no, grams do or that. anything. Because here's the thing, especially in his earliest stuff, and I think he only hadn't, he only hadn't had done that much before. Before later, that was before <laughs> we had started reading him. Um, it's it's real formulaic now, but it used to be there was. You could see his love of fanfic yeah. in it. Yeah. And uh, we actually did send him fan letters, we and did. he wrote back to me and corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to get a fan So he is not started. only untalented, he's rude. He's I rude, mean, too. He's the triple threat. He is. It's funny because um, he used to write a lot of Star Trek stuff back mm -hmm. when in the day when we were fans, and he started to branch out. And... It, it is a little disappointing that he's just moved on to the same story every time mm -hmm. with different names slotted in and lame-o metaphors for lovemaking. Well, he wrote this incredible story that started out with the word Seven of Nine was flying through space. <laughs> yes. Had weird, weird girl-on-girl -girl sex with Janeway. And then at the had a really sweet ending. Mm -hmm. It was like, you know, it was like some horrible slasher movie you know, it ended with Bambi's mother not getting shot or something, you yep. know? <laughs> I agree. Oh, so there you go. Okay. I just had to share that. And, you know, this came to me. I wasn't looking for this. Let me be very clear. <laughs> she says. I wasn't looking for this. Um, I am on a mailing list that uh, sends out updates about new slash and, and fanfic that they have there. And I don't even normally read it. And for some reason, I just happened to click through and there was his name at the top of the list. Oh, my God. He's your soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It was crazy. Um, let's talk about one more thing here. Oh, yes. Which this is, is, this, this is good. So, um. The live journal community, what we talked about before, called um, um, More Shatner, Less Shame, continues to be active, and people post all kinds of things there. In fact, people have posted uh, places where you can download whole episodes of things. Really? Uh, yeah. Somebody put up the um, <coughs> the Kung Fu episode that we watched. Oh, wow. A very bad one, and some other stuff. And uh, someone recently posted many, many screen caps of uh, Bill in Big Bad Mama. Mm -hmm. The naked lovemaking scene, and people were passing out right and left over that. So wow. that, that was good. But another person, um, Spock of Green Gables, <laughs> what a great name. Really, I love it. Did Incubus in five minutes. And they watched Incubus and provided a, a grief. A grief. grief. <laughs> God, can't talk. 
provided a brief summary in, in um, sort of paraphrasing everything, and it's very, very, very funny. Um, but they also had put on the commentary that's on the disc now with Bill talking about it, which we got to see because I, I, really I know see I didn't know there was a commentary. <laughs> so um, it, it's you know things like um, Bill's character is named Mark, and so the dialogue is Mark, I love you. And the girl said her her dialogue is not really dialogue; it's just a stage direction. Seduces man. <laughs> Mark says, "Sex is more about sex. It's also about souls." And the girl thinks, "This is harder than I thought." And then Mark's <laughs> stage direction is is Shatner. <laughs> and that always causes her to react in the way he wants her That's to. That's right. And so um, I and think the, is Shatner uh, is the best stage direction it's great. ever. And then the girl thinks, "Or not," and then faints. <laughs> I really do love though when they realize there's commentary and they need to turn it on. It's great. So um, it, it's um, this person says uh, that. So the person who's watching it, um, uh, Spock of Green Gables, <laughs> says uh, she, she's watching with her friend, and her friend says, "I wonder what Shatner has to say on the commentary." And she says, "There's a commentary track. Why aren't we watching it?" And the friend says, "I thought since you hadn't seen it, you'd want to watch the movie." And then there's just like. Huh? <laughs> and they turn it on. And so this is what Bill says. Esperanto is this musical language. It has a real cadence to it. And the lighting in this is really well done. Those factors make this a really otherworldly film. So, I, I, okay, whatever. And then there's more. Boy, about that really the, adds to your appreciation of it, doesn't yeah. it? Another quote from Bill. I can see how this is like Star Trek. In Star Trek, there is good and evil. There's good and evil represented in this. And in Star Trek, there is a hero that fights against it. He has to overcome the evil. That's what makes the story. <laughs> and then Mark in the story is fighting the incubus and is Shatner. <laughs> and then he wins. So this is the best part. The ending? No. The oh, middle. the ending's what I loved. Okay. So more Bill commentary. This film was actually considered lost. Sometimes people would ask me about it, but it wasn't around. And as the years passed, I forgot about it more and more. But like a comet, it must have reached the apogee of its orbit, and now it's returned to us. My daughters will certainly be happy this has been re-released. And there are some autistic people. And then the two women who are watching it look at each other, and one says, he can't have just said what we think he said. <laughs> the other one says, rewind it. And her friend says, get your husband. He comes in, and Shatner repeats, and there are some autistic people. And then the husband says, he did just say what you thought he said. <laughs> well, this is the part I like where, um, <laughs> okay, the goat fights Kia. Kia is raped by goat. Mark says, I love you and good shall triumph. Goat turns white. And that is literally the end of the That's movie because we've seen it. And then um, <laughs> one of them um, says, what do you have to say about that, Shatner? <laughs> and Shatner's voice comes on and goes, fantastic. <laughs> and she says, I can't believe he answered me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot more. We just read some highlights, but it is hilarious. Yes, so um, you have to post a link to I that. I will put in a link to that, but it's really, really, really funny. So go more Shatner. What a great group. I thoroughly enjoy the things that people <laughs> post to it. Hilarious. Well, that's good. And speaking of like more Shatner and fun sites like that. Yeah. I have something we we should look at. Let me get to it. Okay. This is um a shack called a shack. 
a site <laughs> called the unofficial William Shatner fan site. Really? Oh, I have to turn the sound off or it's just going to overwhelm us because it plays that forever. Okay. But what they have is they post amazing clips and pictures and videos Ooh. and... Uh, Who are these people and why don't we know them? Well, here's the thing. is it, it is probably someone we have met because this person has been to... Uh, was Bill grabbing his butt. Yeah. The, uh, the Shatner weekend. And they posted... Some this picture I think is gorgeous. Yeah, he looks great. Um, from the the 2009 Shatner weekend, and they've been to some of the others, and uh, but what was there specifically? I wanted to show you that oh, the podcasting dog is trying to break into the room. Yeah, well, he'll 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 go off. But it's kind of like they're 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 really good at just picking up clips and things. So it's it is oh. Here's him singing in Key West. The oh wow! He yes, did with yes. Uh huh. Brian, who we don't know who he is. And uh, there are just all, uh, I believe this is a a German person. Where did I get the idea they're German? I don't know. But, um, like, you can go to the picture area, and there's a lot of pictures from the Shatner weekend, and I I just showed you the nicest one. Oh, this is where I got the idea they're German. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a it's a great site. It's not as silly like um, uh, Esperanto in five minutes, but it is just a lot of fun. That's really and it's, cool. It's, I want to see what they have here for for Star Trek. Like here's season one, and wow. they they did. Oh, it's an episode guide. Cool. Yeah, let's see what they. So say are they? About. Yeah, are they descriptions or just clips? Oh, they have a nice summary. Some other stuff. There's a video clip. Yeah. There's the trailer. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah. Really nice. It looks like it's um from the remastered ones. The yeah, they just really do good. beautiful stuff. That's awesome. Yeah, it's in in German too. Oh, and speaking of Star Trek, now that we are, I I'm pretty sure I posted a, this link on the blog. Yeah. But um. Our good friend Itty mm-hmm. asked a question at the Vegas Con because Sabrina oh, yes. Sharp was That's there. That's right, yes. And asked her um, what it was like to kiss Bill. Mm-hmm. And you guys really should go go listen to the thing. But um, she basically is talking about how they became very good friends because they, they both had um, beach houses in the same area and they were both and and her husband so that's mm-hmm. all three of them were very interested in motorcycles and so you know they would go mm-hmm. motorcycle riding together and she says there was a great energy between <laughs> us so you know i i just really have to wonder why she turns her face maybe she was sick yeah could be yeah could well be um, tell you what, let's take a little break. And Wait, then, let's do oh, one more thing, oh, one more thing. before okay. we take a little break. Okay. It just came into my mind. Yes, yes. The great idea we had on the episode that got eaten by the the, um, the podcasting monster mm-hmm. was we want to have a look at his butt party. Yes. Um, the last time we had a look at his butt party was at the Creation Con in Sacramento. And it was such a great party, it got written up. In a newspaper. In a newspaper. We were featured in a newspaper, yes. Yeah, and, and not, you know, for rowdiness or, or arrests or anything, mm-hmm. but just because it was fun and interesting and it was fantastic. And, you know, we aren't saying this is our version of Shatner Weekend or anything like that, but we're thinking it would be a real blast to have, you know, a party in mm-hmm. a hotel mm-hmm. 
and as many of our listeners as could get here. Mm-hmm. And just, I don't know, we, we would show clips. I don't know, maybe we'd, we'd give out prizes. We'd talk. We'd do a live podcast mm-hmm. so, you know, people who are there could, could be part of the whole thing. It would be great. So, listeners, let us know. If this is something you would like to do, is is join us for like a Shatner fest, fest, <laughs> a Shatner fest, a Shatner look at his butt party might turn into like more than a party, maybe a, an afternoon and a party and breakfast the next day or something, something. like this. But mm-hmm. um, you know, with your butt girls and. We just love all our butt buddies, and we might do some of our live performance for you. It's true. Um, and maybe, you know, if, if we're going to plan for enough in advance, maybe it's during Chatmoy. Yeah. Which could be good. So it would be. And Chatmoy is at the end of March. That's so right. start thinking now. Let us know honestly if you think you would. I mm-hmm. mean, there are people here in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. and maybe there are people going to be traveling here anyway for mm-hmm. you. That's a lovely time of year. Here. Yeah, we could do it. So, um, yeah, let us know if you want to come to a, a look at his butt fest. Yeah. Because we'll be going into our fifth year. Yeah. And we're amazing. <laughs> so let's let's all ten of us that are in this niche <laughs> yes. get together. Yeah. And with that thought, let's take a break. Let's take our break. Okay. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. Its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Have you looked at his butt lately? Drop us a line. Email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. Comments to lookathisbutt.blogspot.com. This podcast recorded on a MacBook Pro with Audacity and GarageBand. This is TSFPN.com, the sci-fi podcast network. You found the best podcasts in the universe. You know what? Yeah. I think it would be fun if I could learn to do a little Photoshop and take the con picture yeah. of Bill and like put it like in one of the Christmas pictures of my family when I was like six. <laughs> I don't know why that just occurred to me as a funny thing to do. Oh, it would be but. great. Well, let's talk about the good old days. The good old the days. The good old days. Did you find this link or did someone send it to us? Do I know? Uh, I don't know. I think. Maybe it came up in your, your uh, news feed or something. Yeah, I can't think why I found that, but I was well, lucky. we put this up on the blog, but we wanted to call your attention to it in case you hadn't seen it. This was a feature in Newsweek from a couple of weeks ago, and it's called Where Trekkies Were Born, and it is rare photos from early Star Trek conventions. So this is um, from the private collection of a woman named Angelique Trouvert, who's a Trekkie from way back, and there's a picture of her in a fabulous costume. Oh, my God, she looks incredible. She's uh, dressed like Dila from a 1976 mm-hmm. convention. And there's a slideshow, 17 pages worth of her photographs, plus she's doing a voiceover commentary and talking about what's happening in a lot of them, and it's fantastic. It's wonderful. She talks about how amazing those first cons were and how close they got to be to all the stars and... Um, just the parties that happened afterwards with people like Joan Winston and just how much fun it was in those early, early days of Trek. You know, these things were just cobbled together 
on a shoestring, and people just had the most amazing experience. And they weren't these huge commercial not at uh, all. The things at all. I mean, the people putting them together made no money and lost money every time they did mm -hmm. it, from what I understand. But um, <clears throat> the thing I want to point out, there are some wonderful pictures of Bill. Mm -hmm. And it, we did post one of them to the blog. The pictures of Bill, like the one you first see mm -hmm. and the one we posted the blog, those are from the same con mm -hmm. of my incredible EVE basket shot. Yes. So. And, of course, you can see in the picture that we posted on the blog, you know, those pants aren't even that tight. No. And it's like <laughs> package, front, center. Bill doesn't wear underwear. He doesn't. Clearly not. Speaking of packages, front and center, though, i got to tell you something. Now, this yeah. is hugely controversial to yeah. me. Yes. Maybe a fact, but it's still a hugely controversial one. This um, was sent to us by one of our listeners. I'm thinking it's Baja Beachy saying... When she was at a convention that Walter was at, mm -hmm. he apparently was not wearing underwear. Oh, really? And she says his was hanging to halfway down his knees. Really? And I'm going, Walter? Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> so, you know, I, we got to have photos to verify really? that. Really? Uh, you know, I wouldn't take anybody's word on that. So if any of you out there have information on this, we need to have verification. Mm -hmm. Because we're not going to just take that, you know, yeah. on one person's word. But really, the the way this was done on the Newsweek site with the the audio commentary, the great pictures, mm -hmm. and and they are great pictures. They're high quality pictures, and her sharing, you know, her memories of it. It's really wonderful, and it doesn't take long to, you know, to let it play yeah. through. So I really encourage everyone to go listen to it. It's wonderful. Yes, it's it's really great. I'm so glad that they did this, you know. Mm -hmm. It's so nice when there's enough interest in Trek that you can see stuff like this, that it's not all hype about movies and stuff like that, that there's there's this real interest in Trek fandom and people who live through it and can share these pictures that you're never going to get to see anywhere mm -hmm. else. It's just and, and that's why, despite all the, the, uh, the nasty things I've said about the new movie and everything, I do... I am really glad that it has restored the interest, or at least revved it back mm -hmm. up. And I never would have expected it to revive this type of interest of what went on 40 years ago. Yep. But it's wonderful. It's great. Did you have something about the good new days? It's something coming up. Now, and I think this is, well, I think it, it also is a result of the movie. And this showed up, like, uh, today Ooh. on the Trek Today Ooh. site. Star Trek live stage show. <laughs> really? Now listen to this. A new interactive show based on Star Trek is set to debut in 2010. A press release from CBS Consumer Products announced the launch of an interactive stage show, Star Trek Live, which will run in theme parks and performing arts centers across the U.S. and Canada. Now, Great America is owned by Paramount. I know. I'm making a face. I'm making a puzzled face. My okay, let me furrowed. tell you what's supposed to happen. Okay, thanks, because I have no idea what this could be. <laughs> me neither. That's why I had to read it. Star Trek Live takes audiences on a, and, and in scare quotes, exhilarating journey with Captain Kirk and Mr. Spock. Well, well, who now, else? you see, this is why I think it's because of the movie, because now they've established that even without being anything at all like Captain Kirk, you can play him. So okay. they're going to get a bunch of, of non-union, underpaid people, just like they have them playing Klingons uh, and uh. Daffy Duck. Okay. The show combines cutting-edge special effects, audience interaction, and real space-age technology. 
Okay. Um, blah, 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 blah. Star Trek Live allows fans to experience Starfleet Academy. Oh, man. <laughs> firsthand. We, we can't do that again. And we can fuck up live and follow in the footsteps of Star Trek's iconic heroes. Okay, so here's, here's what it is. In Star Trek Live, I've got to scroll a little, cadets, I'm assuming that's us, assemble to prepare for their first day at the Academy, and they get sporks. They've got to give sports. <laughs> I hope so. We should get sports and bring our own. We should. And an explore and and for their first day and an exploration of the legendary USS Enterprise. When the Enterprise and Earth come under attack from alien forces, the cadets will need to quickly learn the intricacies of living and working in space, space travel, and the latest communication and technology as the fate of the Federation <laughs> rests upon the skills of our cadet. The cadets will need to discover what is happening and figure out how to set things right before it's too late. You and I, who are so awful at this, mm-hmm. must do it. And I want you to contact these people and get us an invite to the press junket. Okay. Well, I hope we don't blow up the whole galaxy. <laughs> I hope they have the mean admiral. Oh, man. He's going to yell at us again. Oh, that was so bad. So bad. You know who I would like to go to? Go with to this with us more than anybody else in the world? Yeah. Brandon from the Tech Museum. Ah, that would be awesome. I may invite him. If we get to oh, go, man. I'm inviting Brandon. I think he's really good at this kind of stuff. He yeah. could do it for us. We need someone like We need that. somebody good, yeah. Because, yeah, we would just... There it goes. <laughs> so, isn't that exciting? That is very... That's exciting and weird. Yes. It's, it's very weird to me. Yes. That that could happen. Um, I'll just mention really briefly as we're considering our next item. Okay. I just posted this to the blog very recently, but um, big rumor that Bill's going to be in the next movie. <sighs> yeah. Well, again. I'm rolling my eyes. Rolling my <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it fits into the idea of who the hell knows or cares who Captain Kirk is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you that I think, I really honestly do think Bill's days of playing Captain Kirk I think so too. are over. But here's the thing. Bill feels, he's never told me this when he calls, <laughs> but I can tell, that if he doesn't own Star Trek, mm-hmm. he does own Kirk. Well, I would agree with that, yeah. And so to him, without him, it's not a Star Trek movie. I think he like poo-poos all of the next-gen, who cares movies. Mm-hmm. And, um, and without him... It's not Kirk. Mm. Now, I'm wondering, you know, just how stubborn he's going to be if this actually happens. Is he going to say, I will not do this unless I am playing some iteration of Kirk? Mm. So if they said, Bill, wouldn't it be fun if you were the villain? Mm -hmm. Or if you were a teacher at the academy or the janitor or... (laughs) (laughs) The wrestling coach. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. I don't know. I just, as I said on the blog, I think it's a lot more fun to hear him complaining about it than it would be to actually see him in a movie. It really, really, really is. God. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Let's talk about something else. Okay. Um, This is about Star Trek The Experience. Now that colon? Yes, it's got punctuation. They've still got enough money for that. (laughs) And um, 
and it's not dead yet, as oh. they say in Monty Python. Um, okay, <laughs> this person has been working with several consultants to design Star Trek The Experience, which might include more than one ride, a restaurant and a bar, a Star Trek museum, and a Trek-themed nightclub. Now, I don't know if this is the same thing as Star Trek Live, but... Um, that sounds exactly like what it was in Las Vegas to me. Well, that, that's why they're saying it's the Star yeah. Trek experience, but not dead yet. So maybe it's becoming Star Trek Live, but that's my supposition. But this, this is the part that, that I just love. Attention to detail is important, according to Joshi, that person, because of Star Trek fans who notice when things aren't what they should be. <laughs> yes, yes, we do. <laughs> you have to be extremely knowledgeable to do this correctly, said Joshi. You don't want to do something to upset the Trekkies. <laughs> Fear us. Don't make us mad. <laughs> it was like on that um that great uh the Saturday Night Live thing when Pine and, and uh, Quinta were on there and the two geeks in the audience were doing the I'm looking at you thing but with the, the Vulcan, Vulcan thing. Yes. That was hilarious. Yeah. Do not upset the Trekkies. And you know I really think politics would be better served now if instead of worrying about upsetting the conservatives and the religious right, if they were to start worrying about don't upset the Trekkies. Because yeah. I think a lot of really, really good things. Yeah. Do we have time for one more thing? Oh, we do. And um, I will say something while you're talking, which is that uh, I went to the movies recently to see Toy Story and Toy Story 2 mm -hmm. in 3D, a double feature. It was great. I had such a good time. I love those movies. But I had forgotten that in the second movie, um, sorry, in the first movie, um, when Woody, the um, cowboy doll, first meets Buzz, the space doll, whenever Buzz says goodbye to anyone, he does the Vulcan salute. <laughs> it's, it's, so, it's just in there. It's a total throwaway. He doesn't call him. He doesn't say live long or prosper or anything. He just says, and I wish you well. And he just flips yep. it up and walks away. Yep. And it just made me laugh so hard every time that they put that in there. Well, that love song it. that Bill did with the UCLA oh, marching yeah. band. That was great, to infinity and beyond. I um, love it. When that comes up on my iPod, and oh. it is on my regular playlist, I just smile. Okay, I'm going to show you something. And I want you to guess what it is. Oh, it's squiggly lines. It's pretty. It's it's um, brightly lit squiggly lines on a black background. What yes. is it? It is a time travel chart Ooh. of Star Trek. Really? Yeah. Because what? <laughs> Why are they squiggly? Well, because some of them like go back and or it's <laughs> it's not the time travel of just Star Trek, but I mean it's of. Um, of all these different science fictions. So here's like Ultra Paradox. The ter the Terminatrix encounters Evan from Butterfly Effect, pursued by Time Cop Max <laughs> Walter, because they all end up at the same point. But like you see, here's Star Trek First Contact, oh. and that's looping up to here, and here's Star Trek TNG Times er Times Arrow, and Tomorrow is Yesterday. Oh, wow. Austin Powers in Gold Member Assignment Earth. You see, and it's it's like tracing how all of these cross yeah. each other that's crazy i know somebody oops didn't mean to get to that somebody really put work into this and it is very very beautiful it is beautiful i like it very much i like it paradox ultra paradox yeah see here's bill and ted's excellent adventure uh -huh. time bandits wow <laughs> time bandits paradox paradox time bandits meet evan from butterfly effect <laughs> 
Marty McFly meets the Star Trek crew, crew and both battle the Terminator. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's, that's good. That would be good fanfic. Anyway, I just think it's an amazing little piece of work. A little. Like, it's, it's big. It it's took big. It's big. a long time. I like it. It's cool. I'm glad they put Time Bandits in there. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, on the show that got eaten, yeah. did we talk about the cartoon frame of Carol Marcus, or was that in a show that didn't get eaten? Oh, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Okay, well, if we didn't talk about it, or even if we did, I'm just going to mention quickly yeah. that um, you had posted to the blog this mm-hmm. this beautiful, uh, what do you call it, screen it's frame? A, it's a cartoon panel. Panel, yeah. that's the word, from this Star Trek comic mm-hmm. that has Carol Marcus sprawled across the bed thinking, oh, God, I've just fucked Jim Kirk again. Will I ever learn? Well, it's, it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And first of all, I want a poster of it, mm-hmm. you know, a good quality one. I don't want to just blow this up and have it all pixelated. So, folks, you need to get to work on helping me out with mm-hmm. that. The other thing is we had issued a contest challenge, and I'm pretty sure it was on the show that got eaten because oh, we didn't we haven't heard from right, anybody. That's right. Um, go to the blog and look at it. Mm-hmm. And just mentally erase what she's saying or mm-hmm. thinking and provide your own caption. Your own caption, yep. It's a great drawing um, because she's in the middle of a bed that takes up pretty much her whole room. And uh, she's on it alone and she's naked underneath the covers and she's sort of sobbing to herself. And um, there's a shoe on the ground. And, <laughs> and a tipped over and wine a tipped glass. tipped over wine glass because obviously they were mm. fucking so much that yes. something you know, <laughs> crashed <laughs> over. But it's clearly her bedroom. And the thing is, to me... Okay, and we know how my mind goes. <laughs> the dog is still trying to break it. Um, there is such an erotic charge to that because she really does sort of appear to be writhing. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. And that's why it needs different different info in mm-hmm. the thought bubble. Yes, I agree. I had to bring that up. It suddenly occurred to me that if we didn't, you know. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm really glad you did. He. He. <laughs> Um, I think that's about all I have for this time around. Well, I have a bunch more stuff if we want to do it. Do we have time or should um, we? But let's do, how about one more thing? Okay. Let me, uh, okay, I'm going to try and find something that isn't going to provoke a really long discussion, which <laughs> some of these are. Um, I think this is interesting. Okay. A, a question I want us to answer. This came from uh, someone named Sikozu. Oh, okay. Um. And he says, dear ladies, or she, while listening to your latest show with several mentions of people, friends you gained during the lifetime of the podcast, it occurred to me, I would love to read or hear an autobiography of LAHB. Oh. How it came to be, what people you encountered during those years, the good, the bad, the dot, 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 uh. and how your life, yours and Bill's, <laughs> has changed because of all this. I know, I know, this would be so much work, but if you could at least start taking notes... <laughs> I would gladly pay for that book and pre-order it at Amazon or Audible the second I could. Um, Also, this is interesting. He says, by the way, he or she. Oh, and this person's in Vienna. Oh, wow. So our niche, you know, has tentacles out there. As I still stalk LT on Twitter, I see increasing skeptic-related posts, i.e. that fun book pack lately from Amazon with Goldacre, Dawkins, and company. As LH... LAHB and the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe are my two oldest and all-time high podcasts. Wow. I sense soulmates. 
recorded on a MacBook Pro with Audacity completes that sensation? <laughs> or is it inevitable to see a high correlation between Star Trek, rationality, Mac OS, excluding the iPhone, of course, <laughs> that could also be read as great thinking, great thinking, great thinking, and then says loves the show and continues to remain a big, big fan in the middle of Europe. Wow, what a great email. Well, I want to address the idea of the autobiography. I kind of feel like LAHB, the podcast is the biography. It is. It's the thing. I mean, the, the history is in every episode. Right. There's not, a, so for people to know, there's not a lot that's gone on behind the scenes that you haven't heard. Right. Almost everything that we've done for the show has been in public. Yes. On the show. <laughs> yes. And we don't do a lot of planning. I mean... <laughs> understatement <laughs> yeah but you see i have a new method so we can that's be, true we might have some planning. we might have a more coherent list when we sit uh -huh. down to record but um we don't censor ourselves except in in certain cases we don't want to reveal the names of, of people for mm -hmm. for various reasons and we do respect privacy in that way mm -hmm. but i don't think we ever go no let's not talk about that unless we just think it's not going to to be interesting or fun yeah yeah, I, I mean, um, we, I will say, to answer one of those questions, we've ended up doing a lot more fun stuff that we might not have done otherwise because of the show, like going yes. to Las Vegas to go to the, the, to the thing there. Well, and the, the Star Trek exhibit, mm -hmm. and the, the party that we had in Sacramento mm -hmm. was in, in one way to give us a chance to meet some of the people we had corresponded with mm -hmm who were going to be there, but we'd never met them That's in right. person. Yeah. And um, so if anything, I think it has put us more out there as, as Trekkies, as far as if there's a Trekkie thing, we're, we're gonna go do it. Yeah. And certainly doing the live show. Yeah, of course. Would, um, would never have come about. Yeah. But uh, it's, you know, doing the podcast for me was very much a natural out, outgrowth of our participation in fandom because that came a long time before the podcast yes. ever did. And really, the podcast was just turning on microphones when you and I were sitting around talking about Star Trek. That was <laughs> pretty is, much it. Which is pretty much exactly how you got me into this, because yeah. um, I was talking to someone recently, and they, they were actually asking me, and I was telling them the story of you said to me, I want to do a podcast with you. And I went, what's that? Because at the time, there were, what, three podcasts yeah, yeah. in the world? Mm -hmm. And the reason I do it is because you said, all you have to do is talk. I'll do all the technical. <laughs> and I went, I can do that. Yeah, and that's pretty much the way it's been. But, but it's, it's been great. I mean, The person I was telling this story to, Mike McGee, uh, uh -huh. was actually very surprised to hear how we came up with the name. Well, we could tell that story now because maybe some people don't know the story. Well, okay. Um, so, back in the day when we were fans. As we still are. As we still are. Pre-podcast. Um, pre long before podcast when we, we knew each other. So, the story of how we met was because in the early days of internet, back on Usenet when we were on, you know, groups, there was um, Ask Him, Alt Star Trek mm -hmm. Creative Erotica Moderated. And all of us were writers and readers and sharing in fandom and loving it and getting together once in a while at these cons to talk to each other. And the big event was always the videos, when we would get together to watch the videos. And we would always be there looking at all the tight pants and the shirtless scenes and everything, and it became a refrain. 
<laughs> yes, and, and, and because even outside of the cons, when you and I would get together, uh -huh. um, it, it, let's watch an episode, inevitably at some point he, he would turn and go up the steps and someone would go, look at his butt. <laughs> and that's why it's the name of the podcast. But here's the thing. Mike had assumed yeah. that we got the name from that Saturday Night Live sketch oh. with Nora Dunn yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Bill. And I said, you know, at the time when we started podcasting, I don't think we knew about that sketch. Not at all. And a couple years later, when somebody, you know, told us, oh, uh -huh. here it is on, it wasn't YouTube, uh -huh. but somewhere, and we went and looked at it. I vaguely, vaguely remembered having seen that really? years ago. I but, don't think I ever saw it. And, and he actually says, you know, look yeah. at my butt. And yeah. we were thrilled, but <laughs> that was not the inspiration no, for the podcast. It was a purely fan-related thing. It yes. was, it was a, um extemporaneous expression. When you'd just be watching it and you'd go, look at his butt! And yeah. it, it happened every time. You yes. couldn't help it. You just yes. had It's it. like little kids, you know, the first thing out of their mouth is yeah. the most truthful and the, the most real and it just you know jumps out of you as just this total natural uncensored reaction oh yeah. my god look at his butt look at his butt you know and there are other things we could have named it but i think that sort of defined the tone of it yes i would say <laughs> from so. the start yes i would say so but yeah we have met absolutely wonderful people Oh, yeah. And we continue to meet oh, yeah. wonderful people. And, All the time. And have really, really fun adventures. Plus, this gives us an excuse mm -hmm. to get together every oh, yeah. couple of weeks and just sit and talk about our favorite things and it, and be able to, you know, oh, what are you doing? Oh, I'm podcasting. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like a justification for sitting around doing something that's just fun and silly and pointless. But you say, I'm podcasting, and that makes it sound like something. <laughs> Sounds like you're doing some actual work. Well, yeah. it was, it's been great excuses for, like, going to that drive-in in San Jose to see the movie again. <laughs> yes! Oh, and so many more things that lie in the future. Look at his butt. Well, and that's the great thing, is I think if it weren't for the show, we would say, wouldn't it be fun to go to that drive-in? But because it was a haul, yeah. and it did involve a little planning, timing, yeah. and, and everything, and scheduling on our part... It'd be one of those things, wouldn't it be fun to do and it wouldn't happen? But yep. because we go, it'd be great for the show. Yep. We, totally. We go. It's true. It's true. Hee, hee, hee. So, yeah, that's the, the biography in a, in a nutshell there. Um, Sukozu. Yeah. Sukozu. But, um, yeah, the show is its own It is. It's life. Been, yeah, and it'll be around forever. Because we will never run out of bandwidth. So all those episodes <laughs> will be up forever. <laughs> They're not going anywhere. Um, to answer the second part of your question, um, because it's me who does the the, uh, the twittering that's just ad hoc, mm -hmm. sort of like that, um, I've always had a really strong interest in, you know, skepticism and, and science and things like that. And it, it's true, I think, that many of the people who are involved in the skeptical movement are Trekkies. I know the guys on the, the Skeptic's Guide to the Universe, are, they're always making Trek jokes, which mm -hmm. cracks me up when they do it. Um, but it, it is, I think... Something that kind of goes along with it, you know, the interest in science and science fiction and, and a belief that, you know, um, we should try to be rational about things because that's what works. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, you know, it's like believing in magic doesn't really help. It's fun, mm -hmm. but it doesn't actually make things better in the long run. You kind of need to get out there and do the actual work for it. Speaking of sort of the rationality and, and making things happen, um, Bill, when recently at Stratford, because they were going to screen his 
ballet documentary, uh -huh. which did win like a Best in Show award. Wow. Um, he was talking about what's coming up next. And remember he did that show on Discovery Channel, How William Shatner yeah, Changed yeah. the World? Uh -huh. Well, they really liked it at Discovery oh. Channel. So they have asked him to do a whole series of those, like how fill in the blank changed the world. Like wow. how the Beatles changed the world. That's how yeah. whoever changed the world. And Bill will be the host of this. Wow. That's cool. That's and like I, I, I think what you're talking about, the interest you have in in the science and, and how does this actually happen that we see that in Bill I mean he is interested in everything yeah. you know how does this work why did you do that you know and and he was kind of talking about his talk show in the same way that he mm -hmm. doesn't ask the usual questions you know he'll ask why did you wear that tie and that sort of thing but yeah and Bill I would definitely put in the skeptic category oh I think so and you know because um, I don't think he believes in in luck or karma or um, meant to be. Uh, he's one of those. If it happens, it's because somebody went out and made it. Yeah, I happen. think so, absolutely. And that you know that that little thing that we were talking about from a, a previous show about him saying he didn't believe in an afterlife or anything, yes. I think is very much a reflection of that. Like mm -hmm. it happens because you make it happen, and there is no rhyme or reason to anything. It's just kind of random. And if you want things to happen, you really have to do it. Yeah, you have to go out there and you know make the contacts and get the skills and. Mm -hmm. Find your own opportunities. Yeah. And wishing really hard doesn't really make it happen. And you know, I'll, I'll try to keep this short. It's so I'm... beautifully summed up in that Dusty Springfield song, Wishing and Hoping. <laughs> it's all in how you wear your hair. <laughs> um, this is one of the things that, that is a difference for me between Star Wars and Star Trek. And I have to say, I was talking in the last show about going to Woodstock, which was really fun. For my taste, there were not enough Star Trek jokes and a little too many Star Wars jokes. And the uninitiated or the people who aren't deeply into one or the other don't see how incredibly yeah. different those worldviews are. Yeah. So the thing about Star Trek that I find really, really appealing is that it is based on technology to a large extent. But it's not hard science in the way that, you know, the science fiction writers of maybe the, the 50s or the 60s would tend to focus mm -hmm. to the exclusion of other things on the spaceships and I'm not into ship porn and, and stuff And explaining like that. the physics yeah, of it. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, fine, I, I, that'll make it work. The thing about Star Wars is that it, it appeals to the Force, whatever the Force is, which mm -hmm. is basically magic. So you have to believe that magic is going to save your ass. It doesn't matter how hard you try. If you don't have magic, you're going to lose. Yeah. Like, well, that's not fair. <laughs> I mean, you know. You can work your whole life to do something, but if you just didn't believe in magic hard enough, if you didn't believe in Tinkerbell, it's not going <laughs> to happen for you. That just seems like such a, you know, a defeatist attitude to a certain extent because mm -hmm. how do you know if you're believing in the magic hard enough and, you know, oh, only certain people have access to the magic. What about all those regular people who can't access the Force? They'll never do anything. Yeah. Because they can't. I like yeah, the, the predetermination yeah. of it, or the determinism yeah. of it. Yeah, it just, it, you know, the chosen people. In Star mm -hmm. Trek, there are no chosen people, except for the people who are really driven to do what they want to mm -hmm. do and happen to be naturally talented. But it seems like in the Star Trek universe, everybody has a natural talent, and they've sort of found the place where they can use that. Well, it's a meritocracy. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're captain because you're really good at that. Yeah. 
and and some people don't want to be captain and that's okay you don't have to be mm -hmm. the guy at the top if that's not what you want you know you find your thing and you're really good at it and people respect mm -hmm. you for it and it's also good. interesting to think about in Star Trek how often they encounter things that would appear to be magic such as Trelane yeah and um and uh Veil, the, the, the dragon, <laughs> the dragon who eats flowers, yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> dragon who eats flowers, sorry, that's funny. <laughs> it always turns out to be some form of, of technology or evolution that they have never encountered before mm -hmm. and is beyond their ability to recreate. Or, like in the case of Veil, they defeat the effect that mm -hmm. is having on people, that is keeping people from growing, mm -hmm. with technology. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I and I, you know, I gotta say, if if I'm given a choice, for me personally, between technology and magic, I'm gonna put my faith in technology. Oh uh, well, I'm going to also because magic do doesn't exist. Yeah. And to me, that's sad. I would like there to be magic, and I would like to be the person in charge of it. Yeah. But I know that's not gonna happen. Yeah. So you know, gotta go with technology. Yeah, technology has worked so far, and um. That is not to say that we don't like thinking about magic and we think it's a great idea and we like to read books about it and see movies about it and all the rest of it and, you know, take delight in imagining what a world could be like if there was magic, but there isn't. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I know. So wishing really hard is not going to help. Even if you wear your hair just for him not and do the things he likes to do. Not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Science. So, uh, yeah, we really do thank you for that email. It was very flattering, but it also kind of got us to reflect yeah. back on, uh, on, on the, the history. history. It's very funny to me that our podcast has a history. I still can't <laughs> believe, I still feel like, oh, what have we been doing in two years? You know, it's, it's, been, it's like four and a half years now. It's been a really long time, and we have, this is going to be show, I'm looking at the number now, it's like 119 officially, but... Actually, it's more than that because of all the episodes that we didn't number that were right. Christmas specials and things. That's you crazy. Know, I, I want us to get like like golden arches and something <laughs> that says over 2,000 <laughs> served or something, you know. Oh, that's funny. All right, let's wrap this little love fest yes. up. This was great. Thank you for the email. Please continue to send us email because we love it. That's right, email. and get to work on the, the Carol Marcus thing and yep. let us know if you want to come to a look at his butt party weekend festival. Probably Bill won't be there. Probably not. But we do have um, big, big cardboard Kirk, and he'll be there. Yeah, oh yeah, he will be there. And you will all have photo ops with him. Yes. And they don't cost $75. That's right. You provide your camera and the picture's free. Yeah. <laughs>